Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. I, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Where are we in the United States of America in race relations and what, what you see from day to day in your life? Skip, they wouldn't want to ask me that. They wouldn't want my answer to represent it because God knows I have been nothing but blessed. My whole path, my, these 33 years have been nothing but a yeah. blessing. I have, I have never, and I'm, never is a strong word, I've never dealt with racism, and I'm glad I didn't have to. There is a class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. There is a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well. That was said by Booker T. Washington. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. You know, it's, it's frustrating to me that people take race and they make it personal. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, at a, we're at a loss in this generation. If you look at it in the 80s, Archie Bunker was a stark racist. Stark. If you don't know who Archie Bunker is, look him up. All in the Family. Great show. The Jeffersons. Stark racist. Fred Sanford. Stark racist. But you know what black people and white people did? They laughed. You watch 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Both of them hated each other because he was black and because he was white. You know what they did? They laughed. But I ask you what the racial breakdown was of your audience. Do you remember this? And you told me the only black face you could see in the whole audience was your makeup artist. I believe that's what you said. And she was in the front row, right? <laughs> A lot of white kids love rap. Yes. Explain that. What, what, what does that say to you? What's the message of it? What's the bigger picture of it? I don't want to be bashed because I don't want to sound like I'm on the wrong if there is a side, but I thought that was clearly a message that there was no such thing as racism. That's what I thought that was. You know, I said, and it's probably getting me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to... I want to just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it, but making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. And right now, we are in a society where we can't have a conversation because no one's willing to listen. People are just shouting. People are just what shouting. People are walking down the street, hashtagging everything, but no one's listening. Using wrong examples to present an argument leads us nowhere forward. I understand the emotion, and I respect my opposition, but when you go into the areas of making false charges and living in the past, 
you do not address the issues of the present. And, you know, incarceration rates in America has been a problem, especially as opposing minorities. And Roman delves into this, the, the issues around the, the legal system. Do you think we've made any headway? In the I legal think it's system? more important to make headway in our own house. By the time the system comes into play, the damage is done. They're not locking up seven-year-olds. In the 1960s, 80-plus percent of blacks were two-parent homes. Today, that is reversed completely the other way. I was in Chicago a couple of three, four weeks ago, and we saw these little kids on bikes with masks on the side of their head, like five or six of them. And the driver said, yeah, they're little yummies. I said, who? He said, little, little yummies. Look up. Google Lil Yummy. Mm. Lil Yummy was an 11-year-old murderer. Wow. And you look at his picture, you'll see the headshot of him, and he's like this. And he got murdered at 11 by a 14-year-old. Wow. Who's doing life now and a 16-year-old. That makes no sense. You, you blame the system? Where was his father? No one wants to talk about perception when it comes to racial profiling. No one wants to talk about stereotypes when it comes to racial profiling. Blacks are convinced that the number one issue facing the country right now is social justice, racist white cops, uh, discrimination, systemic uh, racism, microaggression, whatever new word they come up with, and it's a bunch of nonsense. This is what I know. I'm a certified scuba diver. My first day of class, they told me this. When you're in shark-infested waters, mm -hmm. Everything in that water is considered a threat until proven otherwise. If it's a guppy, it could be a shark until you know it's a guppy. And I think as black men, we need to realize we're in shark-infested waters. And if we don't sit our young men down and we don't talk to them about perception, and we don't talk to them about stereotypes, we're doing them a huge disservice. It starts in the house. It starts in the home. And yeah, well, well my father got locked up. Well, where was his father? Yeah. You know, that... that like, I, I did talk about my three closest friends, and they did, you know, 15 to 25, one did 28, this and that. I was the only one of the three that had a father in my life, even though my parents were together. But I still had a father who was a gentle man and a good example, yeah. and they didn't. We can blame the system if we want, but they didn't lock any of us up at seven. Yeah. We were all doing enough to get locked up at 13. My parents sent me in another direction. They didn't have anybody to help them, and they kept doing what they was doing, and the system got them. So, I, I don't. The, the system is rigged, but why? All the more reason not to help it. The number one problem domestically facing this country is a breakdown of the family. And uh, President Obama said it. I didn't. Uh, a, a, a black kid or a kid, not just a black kid, a kid raised without a dad, is five times more likely to be poor and commit crimes, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. So you're far more likely to end up in jail without having a dad than you are because of a white racist cop. Prime example, I got pulled over by the police, come over to my window, flash his light in my face, hand on my pistol. I can handle that two ways. I can start yelling and screaming and tell him he a racist and he don't know me. Ah, you're doing this wrong. Or I can say, yes, officer, no, officer, are we done, officer? And both of them are going to have drastically different outcomes. Half the homicides in this country are committed by and against black people. Last year, there were 14,000 homicides, not talking about suicides, I'm talking about homicides. Mm -hmm. um, half of them were black, 96% of them black on black of that 7,000. Where's the black, black Lives Matter people on that? What, what happens with young black men, everything is susceptible to the question of your manhood. Mm. And what's going on in these streets ain't got nothing to do with my manhood.
Interesting. If I'm going to fight a police, I'm going to fight him in a controlled environment, a court of law. I'm not going to fight him on the streets. In Baltimore, where Freddie Gray was killed, uh, Freddie Gray died in a van. I shouldn't say was killed. Died in a van. Yeah. You have a city that's uh, 45% black. Uh, city council is 100% Democrat. The majority of city council is black. The top cop at the time was, was black. The number two cop was black. The majority of the command staff is black. The, the mayor is black. Uh, the AG is black. Uh, and yet here we are talking about racism. I mean, it's, it's absurd. All cops aren't bad cops. 99% of cops are really good dudes and women. 99% I've, 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 of the people I've met that are cops are dope. I have a lot of friends that are cops. But that 1%, that's the problem. And you want to give yourself every opportunity not to end up a statistic. 965 people were shot by cops last, last year and killed. 4% of them were white cops shooting unarmed blacks. In, in Chicago in 2011, 21 people were shot and killed by cops. Uh, in 2015, there were seven. Uh, in Chicago, which is a third black, a third white, and a third Hispanic, 70% of the homicides are black on black. Uh, about 40 per month, almost 500 uh, in the year per year, last year in Chicago, and 75% of them are unsolved. Where is the Black Lives Matter on that? The idea that a racist white cop uh, shooting unarmed black people is a peril to black people is BS. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> no, well, no, well, come on, tell me. Well, the... I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. Abraham Lincoln, as my colleague said, fought a war to preserve the Union. That republic allowed for the people of the United States under our Constitution to amend it, therefore removing slavery and then moving forward to the Voting and Civil Rights Act and also the suffrage movement for women. At the same time, and you would say it as strong as anyone, um, it's no excuse for bombing and, and destroying your own neighborhood uh, and, that is and, and, and burning down Wherever it's happening, burning down storefronts and stores that people with mobs who, is how they get turned into that. Yeah. Um, what's to be gained? You, know, you stop for one split second to think uh, burning and looting doesn't help you in any way. I understand y'all upset. But like it was already said, I doubt y'all uh, half as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? I will always continue to say that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that non-violence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that violence will only create more social problems than they will solve. 
Let's switch it up, y'all. Let's switch it up. Do this peacefully. Please. My brother moved here from Houston. And I used to talk to him on the phone. He he loved it here. He started driving truck. He 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 was he was good. So I don't I highly doubt. No, I don't know. I know. He would not want y'all to be doing this. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way. Continue to affirm that there is another way. Hello, welcome, mother, welcome, mother, welcome to another episode of Fuck That Shit the Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. And we are here on the other side of 50. Thank you to everybody who got me to the point of 50 episodes. Thank you to those who share. Thank you to those who review. Thank you to those who hit me up and tell me you're wrong about this. You could have said this different. I appreciate it very, very much. It means a lot. This week's episode... I don't know how I want to base it. I don't know how I want to start it. I do know what I want to talk about. If y'all hear fans in the background, apologies. It's hot is the F word of where I'm at. But um, this week's episode is, I don't want to say being woke because I hate that friggin' term. I hate where it comes from. I hate who uses it, but it's about more and more people opening their eyes, and it's a really good feeling to see all these people starting to see what's what. Quick example, today I was on one of my boy's pages, and he put something up, but what he put up was, just go read the comments. So, that's what I did, I read the comments. And it was a pro-black page, mostly black. And they were talking about how United Airlines said that they're giving away free... um, A chance at free plane tickets if you took the jab. And you see all these people in the comments section saying, You know what? I was thinking about this, but not anymore. Because if all of a sudden now, you giving away... A chance. You ain't even giving away the ticket. You're giving away a chance at winning the ticket. For this jab, I want nothing to do with it. And it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Because people are starting to see what the hell is what. They done gave away burgers, fries. Fuck you. They done gave away burgers, fries, weed, lap dances. All to take this experiment experimental garbage but who they tried to get the most with it was black people and old people that was their their main thing they wanted to completely brainwash blacks and old people now 
it's been a propaganda machine to knock out the black community. I've been trying my best to open eyes with it. People like me, people like Raw House, people like Hassan Campbell. Now you got people like Kwame Brown who's been trying our best to let black people know we don't have to be in the box that the white man puts us in. And when I mean the white man, I ain't talking about white people. I'm talking about that white liberal that Malcolm X warned us about in one of his most famous speeches, the ballot or the bullet. That I think a lot of people need to read or listen to. It was probably one of the realest things ever wrote. The ballot or the bullet. Some may say that's what put Malcolm X on the map, that his days was numbered after that. But um, I try not to look at the news. I really don't. I, I can't even say I try not to. I really don't watch the damn news at all. I don't care for it. I know it's a propaganda machine. But sometimes you watch it just for entertainment. And um, when you watch the news, it's always the same crap, yo. It's always the same garbage. Neighborhood shot up. Three people killed. Two people stabbed. Violent weekend. Here in PA, in Chicago, St. Louis. PA already got over 300 murders in Philadelphia alone. Philadelphia, I think, is 75% black. 75% black. And all those murders already. You gotta be kidding me. A lot of them are teenagers. A lot. A lot. A lot of them are teenagers. You see, it's becoming bullshit now to turn on the TV and see story after story about how we sh shooting up our neighborhoods and how we're killing each other and not only killing each other but now kids are being caught in the crossfire kids are being caught in the crossfire left and right now no matter what city you're in it's the norm now for a kid to be shot the other day a six-year-old was shot in the backseat of a car off of a road rage incident A three-year-old was popped in a drive-by. A kid got shot because he stepped on somebody's sneakers at a house party. Then two days later at his vigil, a woman was shot twice in her head. And I ask you, how many of those shootings was white people taking out black people how many i could tell you zero none it was us shooting us it was us shooting the babies again it's only me and the babies again shot already it's only me and the babies again shot already may and the babies are getting shot already i love it Yesterday, I was reminded just how fucking stupid people are when they were honoring the life 
of King George. May he rest in piss on that beautiful island drinking mojitos. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They honored the life of this piece of garbage. And if you look at the last year since that Freemason ritual happened, the black neighborhoods have turned into war zones and to poverty havens. We've lost. We've lost. Remember when that punk mofo, Stephen Jackson, said, yeah, that's right, your daddy's going to change the world. That's right. That's right. He did change the world. He made it worse for black people. Absolutely worse. And most of y'all fell for it. Most of y'all fell for it. I think it was in 1960-something when The Ballad and the Bullet was written by Malcolm X. He said, every four years, that white man is going to come into our neighborhoods, feeding us lies for a vote. When are we going to wake up and realize this? I can't tell you. I can't tell you when. Why? Because we keep getting caught. They keep getting us. They keep finding a way to manipulate us. I tried my best last year to wake everybody up. I tried my best last year to put my name on the line. I got into countless arguments with people. Blocked numerous people. Got unfriended by numerous people. Don't talk to family. Because I wouldn't fold. I know what world I'm trying to leave behind to my kids. And it's not, oh damn, it's about to pour rain. You can hear it on the windowsill. You know what? That, that might be a perfect background for this episode. But I don't know. How many more times I got to separate myself from where I grew up, from partying with my people, because you don't know what's going to happen at the end of the night. You don't know who's mad. There was a poll on Twitter, and this was probably the scariest thing I've ever seen. And they asked black women, who do you fear more walking down the street? A group of black men or a group of white men? 96%. 96% of these women said black men. I was embarrassed to be a black and Hispanic man when those results came out. Because do they look at me the same way? See, I don't give two biscuits what the other race thinks of me. I'm around my people all the time. Okay? Flappish, I'm around blacks and Hispanics. I don't give a shit about all this gentrified garbage. Like the other day, I was getting my Seymour shake and probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Next to where I get my Seymour shake is Peppers. Everybody knows Peppers. You go after a party 
a fet, and go get you some chicken. And I'm waiting outside because I don't wear my mask anymore in stores. Fuck all of that. You're either going to serve me or you're going to tell me to get out. And guess what? Only one person told me to get out. Only one person told me to get out. And he will be seeing me again without my mask. But I'm waiting outside. And... Um, Y'all know I don't judge. I don't care what your walk of life is. Unless you got a stupid pronoun. Then you a jackass. You a straight up jackass. And I'll get into that a little later. But... These two gentrified people are walking past Peppers and it was the worst display of trans I've ever seen in my life. These two white boys. And of course one of the Jamaican men who was waiting for his chicken while I'm waiting for my shake screams out in only a Jamaican way and only the way Jamaicans can do it because I ain't even going to try to butcher it because it was hilarious but he yells out oh, what did? and he kept going on and on and then the nice little lady who sells all the oils on Parkside and Flatbush Miss Ruth go f- go pay Miss Ruth a visit for some of her essential oils I'm telling you something some of the best things I've ever bought put that in a humidifier and your room just takes you away to whatever scent you want. It all got different reactions to the soul and to your nerves and everything. But we looked at each other. Miss Ruth couldn't believe what she saw. I couldn't believe what I saw. And I said, this is what's in our neighborhood now. Now, call me a little racist for it. But if they were black, so be it. So be it. You know, you grew up in the neighborhood. It is what it is. We have one on this block that's been here for years. Don't nobody bother her. She don't bother nobody. We all know what she is. She's respectful. She does her thing. And don't nobody care. But these two mofos. Oh my God. But that's what we allowed. That's what we allowed. We allowed all these people to feel comfortable around us. So they feel they can do what they want on our streets and our neighborhoods. And we just sit back and say whatever. Similar to what Malcolm X was saying. We welcome these white boys and these politicians with open arms every four years to continue to lie to us. We got jackass Bill de Blasio. Last week had a Nets uniform on. This week he had Knicks. This is what they do. He went to Harlem and got down on one knee for nine minutes to honor King George. I'm just going to say, if you honor me the way I died, I don't know if that's honoring. I mean, there's a lot of idiots out there, so I could be wrong. So who knows? But I don't think that's honoring. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how if someone died in a mass shooting, going to the scene of where it happened and busting off a 10-shot salute like they're a Marine is honoring them. 
So, we continue to be fooled. We continue to be duped. We continue to be prostituted for the betterment of other people. And then when you try to better yourself, you're attacked by your own people. A la Kwame Brown. We spoke about Kwame on the last episode. But Kwame Brown has shifted the discussion from going at people's throats to talking about how we're supposed to be doing better in our communities. He talked about LeVar Ball. He talked about the Curries. Even though I feel the Curries may be involved in that little club. By the way, he's untouchable. Could be wrong. That's just how I see it. Um, He talked about the importance of a father figure. In the home. He talked about how it's not disrespectful to a female to tell her. You can be the world's greatest mom. But you can't raise a man. And that's no disrespect to moms out there. Mothers out there do who's doing what they got to do, salute to you. Nothing but respect to y'all. But even good mothers out there know they can't raise a man. That's why it pisses me off when you see peanut packers and peggers like Dwayne Wade out there talking about a man doesn't have to be the man all the time in a marriage. See, it's charming tissue bitches like him that give a certain walk of life the ammo they need to say what they say, like cancel Father's Day. Or why do we need men? You know, like the first line in the Black Lives Matter website is destroy the nuclear family because we don't need them. You know, like Black Lives Matter is ran by four lesbian Marxists who make money off of the blood of black men. You know, they go out there saying they protect black men, but their number one gross of income is black men's blood. When you get bastards like Dwayne Wade saying a man doesn't have to be a man all the time, you get people saying what they say on the internet, you get people who get mad Because you tell them, well, I think that's stupid. Even though I agree with the fact that you have the right to any walk of life you want. You can be whatever you want to be. But I don't have to always agree with everything. I don't. I don't have to agree with goddamn pronouns. And I don't have to agree with shit being on cereal boxes. I also don't have to agree with the grown ass man like Dwayne Wade. Who pimped his son into becoming a trans so he could get into that cool little club. I don't have to agree with that. We all know Gabrielle Union turned Dwayne Wade out to get into that beautiful club. We all know LeBron James turned his high school sweetheart Savannah out to get into that club. We all know that. And if you don't know that, you're an idiot. You're stupid. I don't know how much more info I got to put out there for y'all to see it. 
Okay? I think it's crap now. For us not to know by now what's going on. To say a son doesn't need to always be... Well, a boy doesn't always need to act like a boy is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If you're raising your son and tell him it's okay sometimes if you want to act like a girl to act like a girl, you should be burned in oil and have your fat sold for soap. If you're preaching that message. Anybody out there who's preaching a message to young little boys saying you don't have to act like a boy all the time. You can act like a girl if you want. You should be hit by a car head first. When they get old enough to make that decision, then by all means, let them make that decision. But to force this ideology down young kids' throats. And when I'm talking about young kids, I'm talking about any kid that ain't in high school yet that you're talking this garbage to. You deserve to be burned in oil and have your fat sold for soap. Plain and simple. Because it's stupid, it's irresponsible, and it's disgusting. And it sucks. Kwame Brown said he made a lot of dumb decisions because he didn't have his father there. So he made sure he didn't do the same thing his father did to him, to his kids. Because he knows that his kids need their father around. Real shit. Real shit. Real shit. The same way if you're a single father or you have a daughter who lives with you full time, you can't raise that daughter to be a woman. That daughter needs their mom. That daughter needs their mother. Who the hell are you? Let's cut the crap. Once again, I'm not knocking a single parent. I'm not knocking parents out there. If you if you got to do it on your own, then do it on your own. I I completely get it. Like my my good 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 friend Chanel. There's nothing she got to do it on her own. She got to do it on her own. But she don't use it as a crutch. She don't use it as a crutch. Some of y'all use it as a crutch. Which is a joke. Which is a joke. But you make sure that these kids have some kind of father figures. Not even father figures. But some kind of male role models in their life. Me, I always had a male role model to look out for me. I had the two greatest just craziest bastards in high school just craziest bastards in high school and to this day i thank god that i was able to cross paths with them my guidance counselor mr gahagan who's probably one of the craziest bastards in western house but one of the realest dudes in there 
I thank God that I met him and I thank God that he had the patience to deal with the crap that used to come out my mouth at 14, 15, 16 years old. And my guy pick. They allowed me to be me at a young age. They never tried to change who I was. or They never tried to change any of the dudes that was in high school with me. And that goes out to Mr. Kelly. That goes out to Mr. McNeil. That goes out to Mr. Williams. Philbin. Even crazy ass Zach. They all let us be us from a young age. They didn't try to change us. They let us be us. They made us make our mistakes. And then they said, you know what? This is how you do it better. And I appreciate that. That was the craziest collection of teachers you can ever have. Was those group of dudes in Western House. That was a just a who's who of head scratching teachers. But I appreciate them more now than I ever did before. Because they didn't try to change me. They let me be me. And that went a long way in who I am today. That I'm able to say what I want to say without worrying about public opinion. I'm able to be comfortable in my own skin. I'm able to go against the norm. Even though most black people tell you to think a certain way, I'm able to say, no, I'll think the way I want to think. We're going to agree on some and we're going to disagree on some. But we're going to come to the table and try to understand what we're talking about. And if we say to ourselves we disagree, then we disagree. So be it. So be it. I just hate this notion that because we black, we got to we got to put out a certain image to get respect. Like bitch ass Matt Barnes keep talking about he smoke weed in the hood. That that mean that gives you credit with black people cuz you smoking weed in the hood? Steven Jackson now all of a sudden think he a Muslim? No. 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 I ain't going to let you disrespect Muslims like that. I know Muslims and they ain't accepting you. They ain't accepting you. They're not accepting you. You bitch. You punk ass mofo. People like Charlemagne the God that come out on interviews saying that they drop Spanish fly in a female's drink. And took it as a joke. Ah, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Big deal. Big deal. The hell we doing here? The hell we doing? As soon as I open my phone, look what the hell I see. Look what the hell I see. Daily news. One year, nine minutes, 29 seconds. I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could have swore when King George was first strangled to death. Didn't they say it was eight minutes and 42 seconds? Because Dave Chappelle came out with a whole thing or eight minutes and 30 something seconds. I don't remember it being nine minutes ever. So when did that change? And when did you retards not ask the question on when it changed? You're just going to take what they tell you, right? Yeah, I know. I know how that goes. I don't remember that. I don't remember it being that long. That's what she said. 
But I hate this notion we got to be in this little box. I wanted my son to play baseball. My son decided, nope, I'm playing soccer. All right, fine. So be it. Whatever. It is what it is. What's somebody say? He don't want to play basketball? Why he got to play basketball for? And I know some people are going to say, well, why he got to play baseball? Because I love baseball. So I wanted to see if he wanted to play it. If he was old enough for wrestling, I would have put him in wrestling. Pardon me while I uh, drink some of my vaccine. Why we got to be in a box for? I want to take this moment to just uh, extend a big fuck you to Mark Lamont Hill. I see you in Bloomingdale's all the time. I knew I didn't like you from before, but the more I see you on TV talking, you're a dick. I thought you were stupid before when you say men can have babies, but what you did on your show the other day was by far stupid. If y'all want to go see what he says, I'll give him the free promo. Go check out the Mark Lamont Hill show and see what he acts some white boy. And, um, damn, I lost my train of thought once I fucking went off on saying the hell with him. Ah, fuck him. Charlemagne the God. Yeah, we talked about that homo. He's on TV after he admitted to putting a Spanish fly in a girl's drink, and we don't condemn him. We don't condemn him, but we condemn Candace Owens for not agreeing with everything the media tells her to agree with. These are the role models they give us. Nobody's giving Kwame Brown the airtime, but we're giving Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes Showtime, airtime, to smoke weed and talk shit about other people. No, Jalen Rose should be on TV a whole lot more. But he's not. Because he doesn't always go with the narratives that they want him to go with. Shannon Sharp, he flip-flops too much for me, so I don't know. I don't know. It does make me happy to see us waking up a lot more, though. Because we definitely are. We definitely are. We're waking up a lot more. We're questioning a lot more. Little too late because a lot of y'all put that jab in your system and a lot of y'all put y'all name down for the racist pedophile. But it's never too late, right? It's never too goddamn late. Anyway, I thought I was going to be a little bit more animated. But if, I, I guess it wasn't meant to be animated on this episode. Always remember something. They only care about us every four years. Holla at y'all next week.